Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Now, my Harry, my Kiora, and welcome again to another edition of the Property Management Show. I'm your host, David Faulkner, MC of the PMC. I am currently in Otipoti, Dunedin, and I'm joined by Will Alexander, who's not in the office. He looks like he's in uh, some flash hotel up in Auckland, and Harrison Vaughan, who's uh, down in um, our capital of Wellington. Uh, so Harrison from Tommy's Property Management, and Will Alexander from Bailey's. And uh, how's, how's the week going, guys? Having a good week? Yeah, mate. Not bad at all. Uh, school holidays, it's uh, always a bit niggly. Anyone that's a parent will know that, juggling life with work and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Well, well, you've got to embrace, you can't say, if your wife listens to this, it's school holidays <laughs> and it's niggly. You know, it's, it's, you've got to, let me teach you some lessons on marriage guidance, okay? It's like, oh, listen, I'm getting to spend some quality time with the family. That's what you say, okay? Yeah. That's what you say. Okay, hold on, let me start again. Um, it's school again. holidays, which is fantastic. It means I get to spend time with my kids and my wife. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, life is great. What about yourself, Addison? Uh, well, I, I actually um, will change his mind, but originally he said he didn't like the school holidays. I love the school holidays because there's no traffic in Wellington. Everyone stays at home, so you know, it cuts my commute in half. No school school holidays are the best. So no, absolutely great at the moment. I'm loving it. I'm not looking forward to um, when school returns and traffic becomes hell again in Wellington. And then you'll also have those people glue themselves to the uh, state oh, highway. Don't even get me tunnel. started on that. They've interrupted my trip into Wellington three or four times, and they're then oh, they're nutcases. They concrete their hands, their bodies to the ground, and. They're, they're, they're just so, annoying the whole of Wellington. I mean, it's not quite the way to protest in my mind. I mean, you're not, they're not really getting the support of the locals here at all. Is that the uh, climate, climate uh, yeah. change people? Just, yeah, well, they're more pushing restore passenger rail. So they want like a competitive rail service or something between major capital cities in Wellington, I mean, in New Zealand. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I've I've had to. They, they won't like me then because I've fl- flown down. I've had an interesting week. Flown down. I was meant to fly to Dunedin. Got as far as Christchurch. My connecting flight to Dunedin couldn't go because of the high winds that you may have seen. Um, so I ended up having to hire a car and drive down to Dunedin. And you don't. You just. You don't realise how bloody big this country is. I thought, yeah, yeah I'll get hired a car. Three, four hours, I'll be in Dunedin. Five hours later. And then I've driven to Invercargill and back today. And that's a bloody oh, long gosh. drive. So it's been a full-on um, few days for me. And you then definitely cover some ground. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, a bit of strategic planning in Dunedin. But also, it's we did a rent roll transaction in Invercargill a few months ago. And it's just good to go down, check in, see how the team are doing. And they've got this great pie shop. I've got to say, you know, and it's well worth going. It's called Fat Bastard Pies. And you know, suits your day. You know, well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't really, I actually diet pretty well, but 
these pies are so good. You've just, you know, the cheese rolls and the fat bastard pies. Yeah, you can't beat it. It's great down here. Anyway, but there you are. Um, anyway, we're not well, go on. So, so, so before we progress, um, uh, Harrison's got a date tonight, we've been told. Yes. Ladies, you might be off the market. Unfortunately. I wish it was that exciting. No, no, I wish I could say I was going on a date. Blim long long work, distance work, work, with Yeah, long distance phone dating with clients. That's yeah. sometimes the, the hassle of having landlords overseas is you've got to communicate at times there where they're awake. So, yeah, fun, fun, fun. Well, that'd be fun. Well, anyway, you know, we've got a good bit of feedback, Will, from um, the conversation that we had last week around the Tenancy Tribunal. And yes. uh, that's actually, and, and I'll, I'll bring this up because I think it's still I'm relevant. gutted I missed out, to be honest. Well, did, did you listen to it? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to it yet. God's sake, you useless. Jesus. Anyway, you've got to be up to speed. Anyway, you, you, you saw the order because I sent you the order. And we had regional training with, um, we've got a, we've had a fantastic uh, lady who used to be a Tennessee Tribunal adjudicator. And she's actually helped us a bit on this case. So she's been doing training with our property managers. But we also got tenancy services and, and the tenancy compliance investigation team in as well. And what, it, what they were able to do between the three of them, they were really able to break it down and explain to our property managers how the actual system works and that there's no collusion between tenancy services, tenancy compliance. They don't go picking on people. And there's a separation between what the tribunal rules and what tenancy services does, because there has to be, because it's different parts of different branches of government. Tenancy services being part of the executive, tribunal being part of the judiciary. And what was really interesting when we got onto the conversation about pets. So I can see the days, because they brought up the tribunal cases and property brokers had one uh, last week. I can see the days now of the no pet clause being removed from the tenancy agreements because um, now tribunal are making these rulings saying you can't have a blanket clause because it's outside the boundaries of the Residential Tenancies Act. You cannot write clauses outside of the act. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's going to upset a lot of landlords, I feel. Uh, but we're going to have a pet-friendly rental sector very, very soon, I feel. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess, you know, um, it's possible to, to have pets, and, I mean, you can't take a generic approach. Some people, some every pet is different. Um, how people look after pets varies hugely. Um, so I guess it's, it's possible, but that does co coincide with generation rent, isn't it? Uh, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're wanting people to create homes, um, so I kind of understand it from that perspective. I guess it's just another change um, on top of all the other changes, but I understand where they're coming from. We uh, we also had a good session last week with Katie Gordon, who's the new head of tenancy services, who replaced Steve Watson, um, and she came up to see us in Auckland and uh, had a great conversation. I, I really liked Katie. I thought she's proactive. She's going around seeing everyone. Um, obviously boycotted property brokers and um, David Faulkner for obvious reasons. Um, she just didn't feel like a fight that day, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm fighting for the industry, mate. I'm fighting for the cause. 
Oh yeah, no, it was it was good. It was a good session, and um, you know that they're, they're heading in the right direction. She's very very uh, very strong advocate of the property manager bill. Uh, she seems to think that irrespective of whose government, it's going to go through. So yeah. that was really cool to see. Um, they are beefing up the MB audits and and the team there to to start looking more, I guess, uh, across the board with private and professional. So. All steps in the right direction, I thought. Yeah, but that could change, couldn't it, with the change of government? If you've got to have, because they talk about, you know, it, it looks like we're going to have a centre-right, you know, national act. The big question is whether Winston gets in. Oh, you know all about act. And they're going to say, right, we're going to get rid of this wasteful government spending. They've got to take a meat cleaver. I mean, Alison won't have to worry about traffic getting into Wellington if that gets into power. Because oh, the go- rental market will bloody go downhill yeah. in Wellington. We need those count uh, those government workers here working. So, no, ACT wouldn't be good for business here in terms of rent. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, one the topic that we wanted to get onto tonight was methamphetamine because we, we've been promising to discuss this for a couple of weeks. You guys got a bit excited um, about my rant. You heard my rant the other week. I'm going to start with you guys. Will, what do you think, mate? What's, uh, you know, what do you think the situation is like with methamphetamine um, at the moment? You know, you've still got insurance who some insurance companies, uh, an issue is one I can think of, which says you've got to have a reading before uh, you, you rent out the property. It's under 1.5. They're going off the New Zealand standards. Tribunals going off 15. We've got a bill which is slowly progressing through parliaments at the moment, which looks like it's going to take the readings out to as far as 30 before you can evict the tenants. What's your take on what's going on in the methamphetamine market? Not the actual production market, but the, you know, what's going on in the tribunal sense of the word? Well, look, um, all I can say really is it's considerably worse than it was when this was a big deal. It's got, it hasn't got better, it's got worse. I mean, methamphetamine is absolutely everywhere. Drugs are rife. And, you know, ever since, it's just got worse, hasn't it? But it doesn't seem to be, it's not even in people's conversation anymore around what's going on in properties. It's just died a natural death. The frustration for me here is, I guess, the again, there, there's an inconsistency here. There's no science, or the only science behind it was sort of dropped into it halfway through the mix with the Gluckman report. They still can't really decide. It's it's just indicative of how this stuff is done, and it just it just makes you question the process that they go through to to set these rules and. I, I just, it, it frustrates me because it's worse. It's considerably worse. It's everywhere. Drugs, methamphetamine is absolutely everywhere. You can bet your bottom dollar there's more, you know, be careful what I say here, but I would assume that it has not gone down at all since it was a big problem. Um, yeah. But but it's, 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 it's not selling papers anymore, so no one really cares. And... Um, the, just the amount of damage that was done, people's lost livelihoods, tenants were kicked out of properties. Um, mind you, they did, didn't they reinstate or reimburse um, anyone that was in a housing New Zealand house that was kicked out for methamphetamine? I can't remember exactly. Yeah. I seem to recall something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, I know there's something there. And, and so where is the compensation or, or uh, reparation for the private, the uh, 
the private yeah. sector. And I got, I don't know. I just, it just frustrates me. I just think that, you know, this stuff lacked science. It lacked knowledge. Uh, people capitalised on it. Um, it was sensational. Um, it, it's 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 everything that's wrong with this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I'm going on. I'm now renting. And what about what about used cars? You know, yeah. I mean, people smoke meth and use cars hotels, a lot. Yeah. They park up. They have a they have a good old session yeah. somewhere. And you can, you know, the same same amount of methamphetamine has been smoked in a smaller area, so therefore the contamination would be considerably higher. Um, well, would yeah. that not do more damage? I mean, go and drive from Auckland to Wellington Dave, in a car you that's been smoked Well, it's only it, it exactly only it only done two hundred kilometres, so um, you know the so inconsistency. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, right, just, I, yeah. You know. You, your motorhomes, your, your camper vans, your... There's so much when you think about it. Hotels, hotels. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's I've walked out of some hotels before feeling absolutely rubbish. And that's not because <laughs> of drinking or any sort of um, self-harm. But you've got to wonder. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's your... I mean, where do we go through? Where do, where do we go to from here? It's kind of sat... I mean, I'll I'll give what well, is probably the only thing Phil Twyford did. I'll give him some credit here. He he basically said, right, we're going to investigate this. He got the Gluckman report. It blew the whole thing, the whole lid off it. That was five, nearly six years ago now. Um, and, and yeah, we've just been in this kind of status it's been going of circles. Right, just going in circles. It's, you just it's because they will be. They, they 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 are exposing themselves to massive compensation and legal uh, claims. I would suspect that's probably why they're dragging their heels. Yeah, but I mean, who is what the the, the government? Because the government, it... yeah, the government because they impose these rules of one point five. People spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, you know, doing the remedial work, and yeah. and it, as it turns out, it's now fifteen. So. Um, you know, I would have thought there'd be claims against uh, the government for, yeah, um, costs. For losses and costs, Well, well, yeah. well I'll, I take, well, I disagree with you. And I'll tell you, I hold responsible is tribunal. Now, tribunal are not part of government. They are part of the judiciary. And they're the people who made the rulings. It was originally like 0 0.5. And remember that one of the first rulings, this adjudicator, again, on some, you know, on a mission basically says any reading of methamphetamine is too much so it's got to be almost blanket zero so the tribunal looked at a document misinterpreted it because it was talking about 0 0.5 for decontamination from labs and they took it for mm. just common use so all of a sudden they created this mass hysteria and of course i mean i have to say our industry was weak because we should have questioned, and this is where you need strong leadership in, you know, and you need a good lobby group. Because we should have been asking from day dot, hang on, how do we know that this is so bloody dangerous? But of course, everyone's scared of getting bloody sued. But oh, I've rented out a house to some tenants, and I've got this bit of a rash, and I'm going to get hammered in the tenancy tribunal, yeah. and then the landlord's going to sue me because I've mismanaged the property, and we all got bloody shit scared. 
you know, I mean, I don't Even know. Even we Honestly, tested. Everyone was testing, weren't they? Yeah, you everyone know, was, was testing. We still test. We still test. Well, we haven't tested and only if someone asks for it now, but it was like 20, when we started, 2016, 2017, and Dave, when you were sort of helping me back then, it was it was rife. Like, we were doing it all the time, and I remember coming across, you know, we, we had tenants that were using, and we had to go through real difficult evictions. It was a, it wasn't an easy time in property management. So, Harrison, do you honestly think anything has changed? No, that's the thing. Like when the, when I first heard about it back then, when we started, I was like, oh well, surely you know, within a year or two, or hopefully less than that, we'll have some guidance. And here we are, sitting in twenty twenty three, and we're none the wiser. And I can it's, absolutely it's shocking. assure you, you'll still have tenants smoking it. I can absolutely assure you, there's more methamphetamine in circulation now than there ever was back then. So. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. it, it's the problem is still there. The problem is still probably consi- is considerably worse. Um, so where is the problem? Uh, and I, I mean, mean, if it's that bad, if you smoke it, you die. You never got to you never got to eradicate it. Are you you never got to you know it's so it's always so if if you go on and say right everything's got to be I mean this is the thing after people probably haven't read the Glutman report now. The Gluckman, what the Gluckman report actually said, and it's that, what's it called? The composite test where you do like seven swipes and you combine it into one. Yeah. Gluckman, Gluckman said, you shouldn't use them. We should yeah, not be fair. using them because it leads, it, it, it leads to the probability it's going to be higher than 1.5 just because of you're mixing it all together. And then you have to do the individual testing, which costs about $1,500. Now, if you go down the path of the likes of the Miles Stratmans will want you to go down. You are adding so much cost to the landlord. And what's going to happen to that cost? And and, and if you clean it with like sugar soap or whatever, can it just ease back in? And then you start kicking these poor people out who've probably done nothing wrong. Now, I mean, and we've got these rulings now coming through in the Tenancy Tribunal saying that smoke, you're allowed to smoke in the property. I don't know if you've seen you, that yet. You're not allowed to smoke in the property. No, you are. no, you are. You are. Because there was a case in, I think it was in Queenstown, where a property manager tried to evict the tenant because they were smoking inside the house or inside the apartment. You know, and so you're going to get nicotine, the, the, the staining, you know, all that's going to be in the atmosphere. And they said, look, there's nothing in the RTA saying that you can't smoke. So it's an illegal clause. We're not going to evict the tenant. That's that's just wrong. You're damaging the house with smoking inside. The tar, the the ceiling goes black, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And tenant's responsibility, keep the premises reasonably clean and tidy. And they're not by by smoking tobacco because you've got the smoke. Now, meth? Oh, God. I mean... Hmm. Do you reckon too, Dave, obviously, like if that smoking thing, if it was like a multi-unit property, I wonder if you've got any sort of angle from like a health aspect to the other tenants that are residing in the in the property well, as well? I think this was part of a body corporate. So, I mean, a fascinating ruling. Body corporate could put a rule in, though, couldn't they? Body corporate just say no smoking inside. Surely probably could. And, and, and that should overrule. 
So, so where do we go to from here, Addison? What do you think? I mean, where where, 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 where should we take? This? Well, they, I mean, they just need to bloody come to an agreement on what the what the number or what the you know the measurement is that we should all be going by. So the the current bill as it sits at That's the fifteen, moment, isn't it, Gluckman? Fifteen. Yeah. Well, they, they've gone with Gluckman, so they're saying that you can't, you know, you can't evict anybody. In fact. It's it's non-contaminated if it's under fifteen. You so it just goes from non-contaminated to contaminated. There's no sort of in the middle so, range. So oh, I get it. If, if someone comes to you with a reading of fourteen point eight, and even today, if someone came to me with a reading of fourteen point eight, I'd say just rent it out. So would you have to disclose? Well, that's a good question. Like, yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I've just found that article, Housing New Zealand to Compensate 800 Tenants Over Bogus Meth Testing. So basically, 800 tenants were compensated for $2,500 to $3,000 because uh, they were uh, kicked out because of a no-tolerance policy, um, but they're compensated uh, for testing positive for the too low standard at the time. Yeah. So they actually did the breach. Yeah, yeah. So Housing New Zealand breached the, these tenants, these occupants, because they had a no-tolerance policy. They tested. It was obviously probably 1.5 or, or under 15, I guess. Um, they've realised that, that that standard is too low, yeah. so they were compensated. Um, they compensated for, you know, potentially committing an unlawful act, which it is, taking drugs. You know, you, you're committing a crime. Yeah, yeah you are. You, yeah. you are. But uh, God, double standards, right? I mean that's crazy. I, I um I think that's probably I reckon there's a lot of to do with why they haven't revised it because I think they're just opening themselves up to a for a hammering. Well, at some point someone's got to. I mean it, it, it's interesting to know will it will it get passed? Uh, Addison's on mute at the moment. I don't know if he's muted himself deliberately. Uh, I was I was looking up that disclosure thing that we search. So on the real estate authority when selling a house, um yeah. we think. Amphetamine contamination um, below 15 UG per 100 centimetres yeah. does not need to be disclosed unless specifically asked. Yeah, there you go. And I, I, I was going to say, I don't think you should need to disclose it. Why should you? Because the science says it's not a health risk. And you can't have, you can't have committee members who have got, a financial, who've got a conflict of interest and have got a financial interest in a low standard. You've got to go with you know, the chief science officer at the time, he's the top scientist, he's impartial. You you, you can't start yes. calling him corrupt. You can't call him corrupt. So Peter Gluckman, I mean, you know, I mean, so we've, got to... show. We've, got, we've got our chief science officers being paid off by, by the state. I mean, don't believe that for one minute. So it was a blanket rule based on that. I mean, that's, that's uh, what was that, the REA, Harry? Yeah, the REA. Yep. Yeah. So, so property management's going to fall under the REA if the property manager bill passes. So, there's yeah. the president. So, going forward, are you guys going to bother disclosing anything if it's below fifteen to a tenant? Uh, no, and it'd be, be even if you. Well, I guess the question is, do you still? As a, re- a requirement under the RTA to carry out a test before a tenancy no. takes place. So then, no, if sure. you don't know. It's the insurance companies which are, because uh, I mean, I all the insurance companies is a bit of you know 
they've got something to answer to because you've got REA saying 15, you've got tribunal saying 15, you know, the government thinks 15, the passing the bill that says 15, you can't evict if it's all if it's unless it's over 30, and yet you've got insurance companies going around saying 1.5. Oh, and you've got to get it tested, it's ridiculous. I've answered my question before. So the REA state that you should only test if there is strong suspicion or information from yep. police or forensic a- experts that and, the property that is, may have been yeah, affected. And, and that is what is in the uh, the bill for for methamphetamine going through Parliament, which would be part of the RTA. So mm. you, you only test. So if a landlord says I want you to test, you're saying, well, under what grounds? You know, if, if the council comes here, if the police comes to saying we reckon there's a meth lab there or we've just convicted someone, you need to test, then you test. Mm. But, you know, I mean, God, I mean, I wish we didn't have to talk about this stuff. I really do. And I wish that we were in... The interesting thing is, if we have a national government, are they just going to continue with this bill? Will they just get rid of it, pass it and move on? Or will they just say, well, we don't need this, chuck it into touch? You know, and then we're back to square one again. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna sit there until someone deals with it. You know, and every once in a while, rear its ugly head. Uh, it needs to be dealt with. There needs to be consistency. There needs to be an agreed standard or, or level, and just put it in place and move on. You you, you want to read the RPMA's submission to because I I submitted under this bill. I basically supported what they were saying. Said let's just you know. Get on with it, because um, my argument is mould probably affects the health of the occupants more than what this bullshit does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't have standards for mould. We don't have a level of contamination of mould, or if we do, no one knows what it is. You know, and 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 you read through some of the submissions, and the RPMA submission basically was arguing, saying that there the was a collusion between the state and Glutman. To, to basically, so because of the housing crisis, they didn't want to be throwing people out of houses which were contaminated. Um, I do love a good conspiracy. God, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just, you know, I thought, well, that's a bit out there. Are you going to seriously argue that in front of a select committee? You'd be, you'd be laughed out of the room. Yeah, so, they, there you go. Followed shortly you after go. by the Earth's uh, flat. Yeah. Got to love a good flat yeah, earth theory. Yeah, and we'll, then you'll have the COVID theories and all sorts of things. And we've all got microchips in us and we're all being controlled by the World Economic Forum and the big states and all of that. Anyway, Ali, what do you think should happen next with this? Oh, they just need to push it through and pass it and move on. There's there's way more important issues with, with housing and rental stuff in New Zealand. You know, we've, we've yeah. been talking about this for, what, seven years, six years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I'm just rubber stamp it and next one, you know. hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, well, deal well, with well. it. Kick it to touch. Move on. Something next thing. Move on. Yep. All yep. right. Okay. I vow never to mention the word methamphetamine again in this podcast. It's over and done with. All right, so what right. we will talk about, though, what we will talk about, though, is the PMC, which is, it's fast coming up now, isn't it? I think it's it's only six, like seven six weeks, weeks away. Six weeks away, yeah. 
Yeah, and so exciting. And I'll tell you what I'm really excited about is that we've got Holly Bennett. Now, she is the lobbyist, works in government, works, and, and I listen to, she's got a great podcast called Politics. And she's got a, a company called Afi, and, and I, I don't know what a lobbyist does with government. I've got an idea, but she's got to come on on our podcast after the election and to give us an analysis of what the election outcome, what it could mean for landlords, for tenants. And we'll have a great post-election special on uh, the Alternative Property Management Show. And, and Holly's going to be speaking at the conference. Uh, reason why we've asked Holly Bennett to come along is, is because she works in government and she works as a lobbyist. We feel that as an industry, we kind of sometimes are a little bit divided and giving us advice on what we should be doing collectively as an industry. Because we have a lot of influence and we don't realise our potential as an industry. So we've asked her to come along give a talk and explain what a lobbyist does and what she feels is, is what we should be doing as an industry to get the best results that supports us and supports landlords and supports tenants. Because I reckon, you know, they could get us three in a room with any government and we'd do a better job as to, you know, with, with what's gone on previously. What do you reckon, boys? I think it's bloody awesome, mate. I'm very, very interested to hear her talk. Uh, well done, you guys, for getting her on board. It'll be really, really interesting. Oh, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be such a good event. We went to the um went to the Sakina event center last week and just ah, uh, walked through it, and it's it like? massive. It's huge. It's big. It's going to be great. It's honestly, it's amazing the technology they've got there, like the lighting and sound, the visual audio stuff you can do. It's a huge space. It's massive. It's it's going to be such a good time. They've showed us how the buffet is going to work, which of course I'm always interested in. So I've already sussed out, you know, the buffet <laughs> options and how we're going to position that for speedy for speedy eating um, and where the coffee cart and bits and pieces are going to go and sort of how the sponsors are going to be laid out. It was, you know, it was awesome walking through the venue. Oh, well, I mean, I can't wait. Well, I'm down in Wellington this weekend, mate. So I'm down staying for a couple of nights. We've got our boy back from England, young Sean, who's been playing cricket overseas for six months. And uh, we thought we'd head down to Wellington. And so I may even try and call in. Let's catch a up for a beer. Uh, well, my wife let me. Probably not, but we'll try. We'll try, you know. And uh, anyway, so that wraps it up for another week. We're we're scheduled to get Joe Ray on, but we've just not been able to get her on this week. We will get her on before the conference. We're going to have Holly Bennett on post election. The election's only two weeks away, and we'll get some more of our speakers coming on. Get it. Uh, there's not a lot of time now. You want to secure those flights, and if you haven't entered the awards, you've got to lock the end of this month to enter the awards. And, um, yeah, get those submissions in. It's going to be an epic two days at this conference at the PMC at Kena, Takina Event Centre in our nation's capital, Wellington, on the 23rd and the 24th of November. It's going to be an absolute blast. Guys, thanks for joining us again for another edition of the Alternative Property Management Show. Uh, Addison, make sure you listen to the last episode and make sure you give us a five-star review, mate. Because uh, I will we, do. We get five-star reviews. We get five star reviews when you're not on the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah. All right. Nah, well, awesome. thanks, Will. Thanks, Addison. Enjoy your Cheers, week. Cheers, guys. All right. Yep. So, yeah, have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.